0: Is the best of two pros in a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Happy New Year. First show of
3: the New Year for us. And uh, how was the uh, New Year's weekend there, Sticks? It was great, man. We finished off your your, uh, Christmas gift. Thank you very much. You got it. It was very well sipped, very well received by the people who sipped on it. Did you actually sip it, though, or at some point did you just get frustrated and say, I'm going back to the uh, the
2: oldie but goodie and start mixing it?
3: Well, if I'm being honest. (laughs) I mean, I don't care. I don't know anything about tequila. I did not. I took – I had to sip it first off because I was held accountable that as a gift from you – And it being a sipping tequila that I sip it. So I did. Yeah. So I did not drink a whole bunch of it because I am not a non-put-anything-in-it type of guy with my my drinks. So for those who are true tequila connoisseurs, Trish, who doesn't use anything but a salt rim and a little bit of lime juice um, from a lime uh, I let them I let them have at it and it was it was gone. And, Quick. And and here's the other here's what else was they gone. were using the big ball of uh you know, the big ball ice, you know, oh, when yeah, yeah, put them yeah. big old yeah, balls. Yeah. yeah. Into the, to your cup. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear balls, you for sure.
2: And, and we also need to get into uh, the uh, spread at the Arrington House for uh, mm. New Year's. Because uh, a, a couple of us on this show uh, tried to uh, compete and then realized, yeah, we're not winning that one. No. Uh, you guys no. took care of it and you got it done there. Uh, but it is uh, yeah. it is a busy weekend in the NFL. Week 17 in the books. we got playoff spots that are clinched. We've got uh, teams that have been eliminated. Uh, we got coaches that are feeling the heat. And then we've got Antonio Brown, uh, who had the meltdown of of all meltdowns Uh, yesterday uh, in the game against the New York jets. uh, The bucks were struggling a little bit. The jets were, uh, were pretty competitive and uh, all of a sudden uh, there's just a video of Antonio Brown taking off his shoulder pads, taking off his shirt, throwing his gloves and shirt into the crowd and then throwing up deuces and just walking out of the stadium while the game's going on and nobody could really figure out what the hell was happening. No, nobody had any idea what was going on. Apparently uh, Bruce Arians wanted Antonio Brown to go back into the game. Uh, he was not interested in going back into the game. Uh, he had a meltdown. Mike Evans tried to, to stop him from leaving, uh, but he bailed. Uh, then he went on to social media afterwards. He referred to himself as a super gremlin, which uh, I, I think is a phenomenal name. Uh, he released a rap song via Instagram, from what I heard. I don't know if, uh, if, I, if anybody's had a chance to listen to that i have not Uh, and now bruce arians after the game was asked by the media about the situation here's how it went down
0: we want to talk about that last drive but i have to start with uh, can you tell us what happened to antonio brown did he quit i've never seen a guy leave a field like that and is this the last strike for him he is no longer a buck all right that's the end of the story let's talk about the guys that went
2: out there and won the game so there's that and uh what a waste of a fake vaccine card. I mean, mm-hmm. you got of all like a perfectly good fake vaccine card, uh, just out the window. Uh, cause Antonio Brown's got to have a, you know, that sort of a display of immaturity or whatever you want to call it. And then just leave in the middle of the game. What the hell's going on with AB.
3: Yeah. So I, 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 I was careful to really, really try to put together, like deconstruct it and then reconstruct it Yeah. before I came in here and had something to say about it. Um, uh, you touched on a lot of it. You know him. Coincidentally, a rap song that he made was released the same day he he, he had his uh, deal take place. Uh, it was interesting. He it was reports that he asked the the state troopers to drop him off at the airport. <laughs> they told him no. Later on, he had a so, there was a social media post of the person driving AB around. That was basically. I think he was Facetiming someone, or he was recording it and putting it on Facetime, uh, putting it on social media, and AB's in the back of the the truck, lounging and and just being what I guess vintage AB would be in the moment, which was trash talking uh, in the situation. And it, you know, I kind of looked at. I heard what. I heard what Tom Brady said, have compassion for him. Uh, I heard what Arian said, he's no longer a buck. Uh, I started to try to put all of those things together. I saw a lot of famous players. I saw Adrian Peterson weigh in, hold your head up, King, and different things like that. I saw a lot of people showing a lot of support and a lot of people coming out saying, you know, before you start judging him or you know ripping him apart, uh, he needs help and and that's what we should be focusing on we should be praying that he needs help and that's where i now come to where i was you know contemplating what was my internal take on this i thought it was a temper tantrum that he threw on the sideline a temper tantrum of of epic proportion i thought it showed a lack of accountability I thought it showed a person that is very selfish. It, it, it very self-driven. I I saw it as as being a person that has an alternate reality, which some brilliant people, most brilliant people, have alternate realities. Antonio Brown lives in a world that's been created by the environment and the world that he's created and he lives in that. And if you don't live in AB's world, you would never be able to understand why he does the things that he does, how he does them, why he does them. And and that's what you have to understand. Where you will say on this side of being in AB's world, you will work your ass off to the bone. You will work in the in the off season and you will do workouts and route running he, and training. He's got a legendary work ethic. Out of out of this world, but then you have the same person that will walk out of a game in the middle of the game and make it a me me moment an I I moment and how he did it. If you had if you had an issue with what was going on and you didn't want to go back into the game or or whatever the situation was, just remove yourself from the field. If you felt that if you felt that strongly about it just remove yourself from the field. We can remember Vonte Davis did the same yeah. exact thing. Yep. And he you know, I quit. I'm done. And you know, he didn't make a spectacle of it. He didn't make a scene out of it. He just he left that I think he left that halftime. Yeah. I I don't remember just the decided, details. Just decided he
2: realized right then and there, I I'm not
3: helping this team. I don't want to do this anymore. Just bailed. So in 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 AB's alternate reality, I came to the conclusion. I said to myself, this is football. And for him to, to do what he did for to his team in a football game, ultimately it comes down to it's, it's your job, but yet it's also a sport. So it's like this weird dichotomy between it being your job and your profession and it being a child's game that you actually get an opportunity to have a job and make your profession and get paid for doing it. So – I tried to put it in context. If a open-heart surgery was taking place and every team member that was, was there and tasked with a duty to make sure that that surgery was a successful surgery and someone didn't feel as though they were being appreciated the way that they wanted to be appreciated or being paid attention to the way they wanted to be paid attention to and they walked out, of the operating room during that procedure, how would we view that person? How would we view them? If, if this was in the military and you were on the battlefield and there was a live firefight taking place and you didn't feel like something was right about how you felt the situation was taking place and you left the battlefield during an an open fire firefight, and said, "I'm I'm out of here. I don't want to do it. I'm done. I'll find my way home." And then puts on social media, you know, "I'm having a good time. I'm I'm rolling around New York. I'm good to go." At some point, you got to look at it and you got to say to yourself, "When someone executes the way that he did, it doesn't. You're not absolved because." you can use he needs help he's he's disturbed he's mentally he's mentally and emotionally unstable you can't absolve the culpability of what took place based off of those things if he needs help then get help if he's mentally and, and emotionally unstable then seek help but if those issues existed before you went into that game even those people who need emotional mental health and have mental mental health issues, emotional issues still have an accountability. They still owe it to the people that that ma- should matter the most to them which is in that locker room. They should matter enough for that person to be able to get through. And if it's that bad, if that if that um, emotional mental health is that deteriorated and that out of whack, then it shouldn't play out on the field. Meaning, there's no way if you're that emotionally unstable where you need mental health help that it's not sought after long before he gets to the football field. Yeah to think that to think that you pay millions of dollars to to your employees and you're not going to make sure that they are in the best condition that they could possibly be in especially if the history of it is is it's out there you're aware of it you've made book that AB is someone that you got to pay attention to in that way let's keep that in mind AB is somebody that we already know that you have to keep and take that into consideration where he's at mentally and emotionally. So to think that that was a, a lack of care for AB is inaccurate. To think that there was not attention paid towards AB in terms of what his emotional and mental you know, health was, Tom Brady goes over and checks on the dude. He had nothing for him. And, and you could tell – At that point in time, which you would assume the only person that would maybe be able to talk to him and reach him and has put their on the line for him over and over again has been Tom Brady. Tom Brady walked off. just walked off like, can't talk to you. Like, you're going to do what you're going to do. I said what I had to say. Walked off. So to me, coming in here, I'm not – I'm usually pro player and and pro pro approach to say he should – He should get attention. I'm praying for you, AB. You need help. And I hope you get the help that you need. That would be disingenuous of me to come in here and say that because to me, I think he's selfish. I think he's self-centered. I think that he's self-driven. I think that everything that matters to AB resonates and starts with AB. And, And that was his undoing, and that has been his undoing, and it's been his undoing for quite some time now. And I'm not going to absolve him from being responsible for what it is that he did and letting the people down around him that were accountable to him and accountable to that team in this situation I mean
2: th- like there are two things can be true um, mental health is important it's a real thing we should a- always pay attention to it and always be aware of it and also he may just be an a-hole I mean period like like the two things can be true and whatever his issues are there were multiple opportunities throughout his NFL career to figure it out there were multiple opportunities in New England to figure it out Pittsburgh to figure it out he walked out on Pittsburgh he walked out on New England he goes to the Raiders. That was a disaster. Then he gets another opportunity. He wins a Super Bowl. He's in Tampa with them. They need him because of the injuries they have to Godwin and everything else that's going on. And in the middle of a game, they tried to work him back in. Bruce Arians tried to get him in. Didn't want any part of it. Uh, Tom Brady tried to talk to him. Didn't want any part of it. Uh, at one point, Mike Evans tried to stop him from taking his shoulder pads off, and he didn't want any part of it. He just walked away. He's been given multiple opportunities. He made his choice, and there's a lot of people that are going to maybe play the violins for him and feel bad for him and say, we should wait and see. All right, We can wait and see all we want, or we can actually acknowledge what we did see. Was a guy walking out on his team in the middle of a game, throw his apparel into the crowd, and leave his team hanging when they really needed it. Yeah, it Period.
3: was Mike Evans. It wasn't Tom Brady, my bad. It was but, Mike but
2: Evans. He, but Tom Brady did check on yeah, him. Did, Tom
3: Brady did yeah. check on him, but the footage was was Mike Evans. It's so.
2: just like, I, I mean, at some point, man, and, and anybody who's ever dealt with somebody who's had issues, and I have, family members that have that have you know major addiction issues, all, all of that stuff. So I, I have intimate knowledge with how this works.
3: At some point, you can't help everybody. Nope. They gotta wanna help themselves. Gotta wanna help yourself. And and until But he the... doesn't in his mind, he doesn't think he needs help. He doesn't think that he's he does not think that he is a detriment. He does not see himself as a liability. <laughs> oh, and that's why that's where the alternate uni- universe that some guys his success has has ultimately been probably his biggest it will be his biggest undoing because of the amount of success that he's had and the amount of influence that he's been able to create during the course of his career. It has led him to live in a universe where all things that he does are acceptable. Yeah, You're wrong. If, you, if you're if you sitting here saying something about A.B. that isn't correct, you're wrong. Yeah. You're incorrect. Yeah. And, and that's where the issue comes in. It's uh just a, a a crazy crazy story to to
2: monitor, but uh but here we go. The Antonio well, Brown.
3: Uh, before you do the read, here's the conclusion of of, of being an eye person in uh, ultimate team sport: is your teammates will ultimately look at you like you have 15 eyeballs on your head as you're doing what you're doing and acting out the way that you're acting out, and then you lose the sanctity. And the integrity of what being a teammate to those team members represents. Yeah. And you have alienated yourself from that group, right? Yep. And then now you have to live with the fact that a team stayed together in in a game where they were losing. They stayed together and they still won the game. Yeah. So this is an in spite of situation. It's not like AB's tantrum and and meltdown if we want to call it that costed them the game it's like oh gosh we lost our we it'd be the equivalent oh gosh we lost tom brady tom brady had a meltdown right they were still able to win the game this is you you have been a fill-in piece from the time you have got there and whether that's a part of it that that led to you not feeling a certain type of way that you're not getting the type of attention or being treated the way that some of these other guys are being treated or getting to your your incentives and, and escalators. Whatever it is, the game still went on. They still won the game. yeah, And you lost the trust of everyone in that locker room. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, a lost was uh, a lot was lost uh, in that uh, situation. We'll I lost have, uh, respect. I'll, I'll be honest. I lost a ton of respect for him. I think. I think a lot of. People I don't did. even. I don't even know him. I've, I've 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 interviewed him a few times. Don't know him intimately, but I lost a ton of respect for the person that I thought, or the player person that I thought he was when he did. We I gave him a lot of reprieve and in, uh, in situations past. A lot of a lot of you know.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? here we go again, Lavar Arrington. The Dallas Cowboys are the most frustrating team to figure out in the NFL. Are they ever? Uh, my God. I, I don't... But it's it's almost like you just you, I was expecting something bad was going to happen. I liked Arizona uh, plus the six points on the road. I thought you know I know Arizona's not looked like a, a very good team lately, and they've been struggling down the stretch. Nose divers. Oh yeah, Cliff Kingsbury's got a track record. Cliff divers going all the way back to Texas Tech, and and just his inability to to close out seasons and and all that stuff. And then they go in there yesterday. And look, the Dallas Cowboys and several of them made comments afterwards. They can bitch and complain all they want about the penalties. They can cry about the fumble uh, at the end of the game, which absolutely was a fumble on Chase Edmonds, but they were outside the two-minute window. They had no timeouts left to challenge him. That's on them. They can complain all they want. Arizona dominated that football game. They were the better team from start to finish, and here we go again with trying to figure out what the hell the
3: Dallas Cowboys are. Well, here we go again trying to figure out why – what was considered to be the strong point of this team is now consistently being questioned as to what do we have here, which is the Dallas Cowboys offense. I mean, we have much maligned their defense and said if they could get their defense together that they would be fine. And the idea of getting your offensive line back healthy – and and having that scenario play out the way that it played out it just it just throws you off when you think about the fact that all right dak was able to throw for three touchdowns in the game i get that and that's not bad but his production and his output was not very it's just not very high 200 yards in that type of game not very high the running attack continues to be a a thing Right, like if you think about it, this is this is damning information. Dak Prescott was your leading rusher in the game. Yeah. He wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Dak Prescott was your leading hold rusher. <gasps> wait. <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> Twenty yards gave Dak Prescott enough yardage to outrush Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard.
2: You think that was the plan coming into the season? They were like, hey, you know, when we finally get to the new year, week 17, when we've got a lot to play for, let's rely on the legs of a guy who broke his a year prior uh, to trying uh, to, to 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 win an a important game for us down the stretch. Hey, bro,
3: those three combined, Dak, Ezekiel, and Tony Pollard, together with 17 rushes for 45 yards? Yeah. So, the biggest question here, and looking at it now, when we—it's so funny how much we text during the games. But the one thing is like, man, who's going to contend and compete against Green Bay, and and I think it was Brady. Did Brady throw on? And he threw on Dallas. Yeah, I was like, man, that's crazy that we got to sit here and say the The name that comes out after you say who's going to that which would say second team right that's the second team that can contend again and compete against Green Bay This ain't a team that can beat Green Bay not right now no this is they don't have enough offense they got enough defense, but we saw last evening that if you have enough offense for their defense. You gotta have enough offense to help your defense, and I'm just not seeing that from Dallas it's right just, now. It's just
2: like I, you look at the at the Cowboys and you go, "All right, well, you know, we know there's been some some issues and guys have been banged up, maybe on the offensive line, but the O line's good enough. Um, the receiving core should be good enough. Uh, the running backs and and the running game should be good enough. Dak Prescott is paid like he's good enough." Yet here we go again. Like Ezekiel
3: Elliott is paid
0: like
2: yeah, he's, like he's I, great enough. I, I I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't. They're just there's it's just so hit or miss with them. And this isn't a let's blame the officials. Uh, this is it. Bro, this is the conversation we've been having about Dallas for a couple of years now. Like this isn't this isn't just a Mike McCarthy situation. This isn't no, like this is a Dallas personnel thing or, or or whatever it is in that building to where the heat gets turned up, all all eyes are on the Dallas Cowboys, and you know, they, they end up, you know, taking a crap on national television like they did yesterday, or on Thanksgiving like they did against the Raiders. Like it just it's always one of these games that pops up that you're like well, how can you depend on them to go win a game on the road in Green Bay? Like like how can you rely on them? Like and yesterday, it's like they got behind in that game and I I never at any point watching that game, did you ever get the vibe that like, oh, Dallas is going to be okay? Like and, and now they figured it out. Arizona was better from start to finish. Like from start to finish they were a better team. They didn't have James Conner. They've got their own issues uh, that they've been working with. They've been banged up as well, too, and they just went on the road. Kyler Murray's now 8-0 in that stadium, going all the way back to high school. Like, it just... They're just a, a maddening team, just a frustrating team to try and figure out. Dak Prescott afterwards uh, talked about the situation, uh, the disappointment and just how he was feeling about the friend, about the team at this point.
3: Not discouraged. Uh, definitely disappointed. We didn't come away with the win. Damn sure. Not discouraged. I know, I know the team that we have, what we've got just simply didn't, didn't get it done as a team. Uh, starting with myself, got to be better. All of us, we, we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror and find a way to, to come out with a, a win in a game like this to get to where we go. We got to play the best. And obviously uh, this team right here, uh, Gave us their best shot, and we came up three points short. And whoever it is, line them up. Uh, we'll play here. We'll play their plays, their backyard, whatever. I've got a lot of confidence in this team. All right, because uh, I don't. I like. I mean, I like where he's coming from. Okay. With it. Uh, listen, I, I'll just say this: you you had critical moments in this game where they could have taken control of what was what was going on, and they weren't able to. They they weren't able to do it on the defense side of the ball. There was no moments where you were like, "Okay, like this is changing turning the tide of the game." Um you know, when you really look at it from a very critical eye, uh well, they <laughs> it's interesting because when we talk about Dak Prescott in the past, we always say he's a garbage time stat getter. Yeah. All right, well, if you think about it, if you think about it, it was thirteen to seven, right? Going into halftime. Mm-hmm. Coming out of halftime, they put another nine points up. Yeah. So it was twenty two, twenty two to seven. Yeah. Okay, and then another another three goes up, in in the fourth quarter. So it's twenty five, and they put up fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Like, think about it, man. Like, and I understand that is, you know, it's the whole, you know, well, you you try to come back late in games and stuff like that. But a lot of times we saw Dak Prescott put up his stats late in the game. It's games like yesterday
2: that make people who are against the contract extension for Dak Prescott look right Well, there you go. I I mean, it just does, and and when you're watching that game, it just it reminded me of empty calories. So you ever been really hungry and there's nothing around, so you get like a bag of chips at a liquor store, and afterwards you're like, "What?" I I mean, yeah, like it just like it. There was nothing fulfilling. Like you watch that game and you go, "Oh, they they only lost a three. It was a close game uh, against against another playoff team. I mean, that happens, especially this late in the season." Man, there were a lot of empty points, just empty yards, empty calories. I I just I come away from that going, I I don't. I mean, he could say line up whoever you want, and who knows? Maybe maybe they're you know good enough to get to an NFC title game the way that seating works, and and they can get there. But I mean, and and we're gonna get into the Green Bay side of this. I, I just I came away from yesterday going Arizona on the road, yet again played really good football. Uh, undermanned, all of it, and then when you've got guys like uh, you know, and, and by the way, credit to Michael Gallup who made that Ooh, catch I after after tearing he tore his ACL yeah, yeah. and then with one leg went up in the air and, and made the catch for a touchdown. Like there were there were good plays that were made in that game, uh, you, but you like C.D. Lamb had three catches, Amari Cooper had three catches. Then Amari Cooper's getting paid too. Like Amari Cooper got a big time contract. I just. Uh, they, they are a maddening team. I don't know if you're a Cowboy fan. I don't know how you go into each game every single week and think to yourself. Oh, no, no, no. We're good here. When you know that this is a very likely outcome every single time they
3: suit up. It's weird, man. Well, their numbers were pedestrian. <laughs> it's funny because the, the the numbers for receiving were were very, very average as well. Nobody broke 54 yards. No. Dalton Schultz, your your tight end was the most productive uh pass catcher in the game. They just they just need more production out of their offense. I mean, we can go back and forth about a lot of things that, you know, could be better or what we're thinking, but again, you have your offensive line back healthy again. Everybody knows that. You should be able to protect well enough for Dak to deliver the balls downfield to his guys. You should be able to block well enough for Ezekiel Elliott to get to a century mark or Tony Pollard get to a century mark or both of them get to a century mark running the ball. We keep talking about I, I bring this up every week. The one thing that you know for certain when you have a team that has a massive offensive line it, and you have running backs in your backfield running the ball ultimately gives the quarterback the opportunity to one have safety uh, and throwing the ball because it slows down the pass rush, and two, the defenses have to respect the the play action. They have to respect the run, and so the play action ultimately creates a lot of opportunity for for that offense that that is out there, and it opens up the playbook for you to be able to do more as well.
2: Let me ask you this as a defender, do you think there's any defense or any player in the NFL that when they see the Dallas Cowboys on the schedule? look at him and go, oof, we got to really worry about Zeke this week. No. It's over. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, think about that. Like,
3: his, he's peaked, right? Oh, I mean, he's not peaked. It, like Not this year. Like,
2: it's, it, it's the downside it's of down- his career. He's,
3: down, he's on the down. That is a, on the
2: that's down. a crazy, crazy, and the, the only comp I can think of is Todd Gurley. Oof. Like like Todd Gurley was the same guy, and then all of a sudden there was the injury and and you know the the knee stuff, and it just it became this mystery. Like what's wrong with Todd Gurley? Like like Zeke and Todd Gurley's careers look really really similar right now. And and if you're Dallas and you get that sort of production from from two backs who should be good enough in a game like that, I, I man, he could say line them up however you want. You think going into Lambeau Field with that rushing attack is going to win you a football game on the road? <laughs> it's not, you can kiss my ass. It's like not, there, there's no chance. I just they're they're just a maddening team to try and figure out.
3: And then on the other side of it, now you look at Arizona as like did they heal themselves or are they did they stop the the trend of of nosediving? That and was an important win for them. It was a big win for them. That was that was not only a big win for for them. That was almost like a. A must-win for this team because they were heading in the wrong direction so quickly, yeah. so fast. Yeah. I mean, it was it was as much of a drop-off as, as as the careers that you're talking about, right? Like yeah. it it was a quick turnaround from being great to not so good. So to stop the bleeding, so to speak, was was pretty big, and to see that they had the ability to do so was also pretty big because Dallas was pretty hot coming into this game. And and Kyler Kyler Murray and his Arizona team wasn't. I will say this. Kyler Murray looked healthy totally for the first time yeah. in this game. Yep. And Agreed. whenever Kyler Murray is healthy, the ability that he has to be able to extend plays, to to be able to get those those yardage plays where it pulls the defense off of coverages and different things like that. He made several different plays that I saw him unable to make in weeks past prior, and I think it led to the demise of their, their team in those games. When Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray at the level of health where he can move the way he needs to move, It's a different team. Yeah, they're fun. It's a different team. And
2: and, and he's a fun player to watch. And that also, as much as we want to criticize Kingsbury for the meltdowns late in seasons, uh, Kyler Murray's health, to your point last year, was was the biggest uh, factor in all of that. Uh, But if they can be healthy, and and this does look like uh, it's got the potential to be one of the uh, first round playoff matchups again. So we could see these teams in a couple of weeks face off again in the first round. the
0: competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on
3: the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? LeVar Arrington, uh, the NFC has a problem, and that problem is the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, If uh, last night is any indicator as to what it's going to be like at Lambeau Field over the next several weeks, um, good luck to whoever wants to try and go in there and win a playoff game. I mean, who can do it? I don't think anybody can. Who can do it? I think Tampa Bay is too banged up. Um, And and now... (laughs) They're even more shorthanded based on uh, what happened with Antonio Brown. I don't see anybody in the NFC. I, the Rams. I I don't I don't see it. I mean,
3: it's Matt, Matt, possible. I think the Rams are a possibility. Again, we threw we threw Dallas out there. I just don't <laughs> think Dallas's offense is. I just don't think they're good enough. I'm, I just don't think Dallas's offense. Is good enough.
2: The one, the reason why I'm hesitant with the Rams is because I don't know that Sean McVay wants to grind out a game. Like it, it, it feels like he he's he's tempted to. I've got Sony Michelle, uh, Cam Akers, maybe work those guys you know back in and run the ball and and play it. But it just feels like he's got this new toy in Matt Stafford, and he wants to show it off and i i just don't know that they'd be patient enough to just rely on the run and just try and win a game like that i i, I and and look matt stafford the rams are would be a good possible team to go into Lambeau Field and, and pull off a win like that Matt Stafford's played there his entire career he knows that place he knows that environment knows he knows lose. the situation knows yeah but yeah, th- yeah, there's that as well too yeah, okay. uh, but I just I came away from last night looking at that game and I know it was Sean Mannion and, and Kirk Cousins wasn't available and all that it just that weather and those conditions just seem like they're a problem but for it, wasn't, anybody.
3: it wasn't first of all Green Bay's defense played well last night. Yes. And then they were talking about it the entire time that they're missing Zadarius Smith. Yeah. So imagine getting him back and adding him to a lineup where Rashad, Rashad Gary, Rashad Gary has has been opposite uh Preston and the Smith brothers are reunited and you have now the experience with Gary, you, you just have a, a a rotation that's pretty Pretty phenomenal, uh, but on offense, I just don't know who is going to slow them down enough. Where you're going to have to have a complete a complete team to be able to beat them, and and I don't look at Dallas as that complete team. I don't look at Tampa Bay as that complete team today. I don't look at that Rams team as a complete team today. I I, I don't look at Arizona as, as a complete team today. So it's almost like green Bay, green Bay is in this, like it's going to be their side of, of the, 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 the conferences to lose this.
2: Yeah. And they were talking about it last night and it was Collinsworth who made the point that like, look, it's all on the table for him. I mean, like everything is laid out for him. The team that went in there last year and beat them in Lambeau in the Are NFC title at all, not even close. Yeah. And and all and the t- the other point that should be brought up when it comes to the Packers and on offense, it's not even just. The Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams uh, connection, which is the best in the league. Uh, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. And to see what he's done uh, with Aaron Rodgers and the numbers those guys have put up. And they talked about it a lot on the broadcast last night. Just incredible. Man, they've got a two-headed monster at running back. Like, a legit Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Like, like how do you want it? Do you want Aaron Jones out of the backfield? Do you want him to to slice and dice you? Or do you just want to pound the football with A.J. Dillon down your throat to finish off a game? I I just—I look at them in the AFC— I, I don't you could you could you know throw anybody after Kansas City even though Tennessee's holding the one spot right now. Tennessee didn't look bad. Yeah, they didn't. And they didn't and and, and Derrick Henry is starting to to get back. I don't and, trust and, them. Yeah. But they didn't look I, bad. I I I don't trust them either but I look at the AFC as more up in the air. I think the NFC's a wrap. I I think it's Green Bay, and and I think whoever goes in there uh, is going to have a problem no matter who it is. I just don't see anybody matching up.
3: Yeah, I just don't see who can do it. I just do not see who can do it out of those teams that are out there. I mean, I guess you could say Lightning could strike in a team like the Rams could have one of those days. You could say that Dallas could have one of those days.
2: I mean, Philly runs the
3: football is, is committed
2: they have to run it running. Well. Yeah. Um, they have
3: run it well. Now, Mal Sanders is still nursing a broken hand. I don't think you're able to, first off, I'm not putting Philly in the class of the upper echelon no, NFC team. No. So, so I could care less that they can run the ball. That's let me start there. Uh, but teams that you're looking at, if Tampa Bay still had Leonard Fournette, if they had Gotwin, yeah. then now you're saying, okay, this this is going to turn into a rematch of last year, and we're going to have to see if, if Tom Brady can go into Lambeau and do it again. But that's not going to be the case this year. And when you look at the re- like you would say that Dallas is the best matchup period personnel wise speaking period you got two running backs you got a massive good uh offensive line a hall of fame future hall of famer uh, um pro bowls all over the place you got receivers you got a franchise quarterback now, your defense is playing up to up to par. Your defense is playing at a super high level. You would say to yourself that it's definitely Dallas. It's their year to truly contend for the division. But it just doesn't feel like that. And, and no. And, and look, if, if they...
2: There were times this season, and and there have been times this season where Zeke and Pollard have been a great one two punch. and there's and there, there's a lot of similarities between that and what Green Bay is doing. But they're so hit or miss that I, I just don't know that you can rely on them in that environment to go in there and win a game. arizona is an an interesting one if Connor's healthy if he's healthy and you've got Chase Edmonds and Kyler Murray uh it, it is mobile enough like Arizona That's intriguing. Like, like they they are. like that's that's an intriguing matchup. But man, we don't know if Arizona is going to be able to even get out of the first round. I mean, it looks like right now they're going to draw Dallas and then you just wait and see how everything plays out from there. I just I came away from this weekend looking at the AFC going, all right, we all kind of feel like Kansas City's the team. And then after that, I mean, it's a roll of the dice. It could be Cincy. It could be Buffalo. It could be Tennessee. It could, it could be New Indy. England. Yeah, Indianapolis. Uh, um, the Raiders or Chargers. Like, I, I, like none of those teams would surprise me if they made a run and got to an AFC title game. But in the NFC, it
3: I wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs went out in the first round this year. It would, not, I it would not surprise me. The
2: AFC is completely up in the air.
3: The only team that I'm not sitting here, I, I'm saying I would be blown away if they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, is Green Bay.
2: 100%. I, I, think, I think they have widened the gap between them and every other team in the NFL. I, I think Green Bay is the best team in the league. Um, and just based on where they're at, And that place and having to go into Green Bay and go into Lambeau field like that has to. And I know last year, Tampa Bay went in and got it done. um, But that has to weigh into the conversation at some point. If you're a team and you're a player knowing you got to go into that place in the postseason. Doesn't that mess with you a little bit heading into that game? It's
3: cold, man. It's a it's a different type of cold when you got to go to Lambeau. This time of the year as well, it's just cold. And you better have a quarterback that can throw in the cold and you better have a receiving core that can catch in the cold and and still throw down in the cold. Because that's a different type of cold. I'm telling you, when they say the frozen tundra, it is the frozen tundra. That's a different, when you breathe that air in, it you, it takes your breath away for a moment. Like, you first get out there, it's like, <gasps> <laughs> like you might even cough because of how crisp and cold that air is. I, I think they have a tremendous advantage. I'm just trying to think of a team. I'm just trying to think of a team that would be able to travel there, their defense be good enough, which, again, the Rams come to mind. Where the defense is good enough, the offense comes to mind. Where the offense could be good enough, the Rams come to mind. I I just I feel like Arizona that's that's a that's a that's a coin flip. That's a toss. Dallas that's a toss because I just don't trust their offense. Yeah, and I'm not sure that they'll have enough defense against Green Bay for four quarters. I just don't. I think it's got to be the Rams, or it's got to be and, – and it's crazy to think. I guess you look at Arizona and you say, again, if Kyler Murray stays healthy enough to do what Kyler Murray does, he could be a problem.
2: And, and also, another thing that I that I should have pointed out, Arizona's 8-1 and one on the road. I mean, they have all season long have shown
3: we will go on the road. But can they deal – with That's that weather yes. at this time of the year,
2: and and look, I don't know that a week makes that much of a difference, but it might to where all of a sudden, you know, the games that were being played at Lambeau Field are now being played a week later than they would in a normal season. So that that extra week could could impact you know the temperature even a little bit. Or it's uh, gonna
3: got, be cold. Yes, it's a problem. And you're Arizona, so you're from the desert. Like you understand, desert night cold, and it gets cold, gets really cold on those streets. Not like there, yeah. Not like in Green Bay.
2: D- do you remember the the coldest moment of your life? Like the where, where you you can recall
3: where you were when you were like, that's a different kind of cold. Yes, and one of the times was in Green Bay. <laughs> one time, one time, one time was in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, we were playing against Wisconsin. Cold. I can remember walking through uh, in downtown Chicago with the buddy. I of remember mine. my last game, the last game of the season against Chicago, and them Bamas had the nerve to have lukewarm showers, straight up bitch move. Yeah, that's, a, that's home field advantage. Lukewarm showers, bro. We 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 came off that field like. <laughs> right? (laughs) And that's when you jump into the hot shower and it's like, (sighs) right? Lukewarm. So you in the shower, like (laughs) I
2: I can, man, I can remember walking in downtown Chicago and you know, when you're, when you're there and the wind starts blowing and it cuts through the buildings, call it the Hawk. Yeah. I, I remember we were, my buddy and I were on the street, like going to get something to eat. And it was middle of the day. And a gust of wind blew through, and I remember it hit us, and I couldn't breathe. I was like, "Oh my god!" And he said, "That's the coldest moment of my life." I was like, "I, I don't, I don't even know what to." And just think, playing for three hours in that. Mm like it's i don't i don't think in i don't think people can actually relate to to what a problem that's going to be but last night coldest game of the year uh by by a large margin and it's only going to get worse the there worst the
3: is when it rains if it's that cold and it's raining you could forget about it yeah you can't it. win that's you, a that is a no win situation you you actually question why am i why am i doing this <laughs> why am i here right now like you question your your love of the game it, you question why why you would even do this
2: you know one of the guys and i don't remember the player but it was on the documentary they did about the ice bowl and one of the dallas cowboy players said it was the first time in his football career, he questioned himself that that he said he didn't care if they won; he just wanted the game to be over. <laughs> like, like, think about that—that's a championship game, and he's like, "Keep it." Can I just get inside and, and like uh, put a coat on?
3: And in college, Joe Paterno did not believe in in the heated the heated benches. Like we we well, would that's be, torture. I, I mean, told that you that is, before. Yeah, we would be at home games versus like Michigan State and Michigan. And we'd be looking across the way. We're sitting on aluminum aluminum uh, benches with, with the, the the jet heaters <laughs> on the edge. On, and they were little. They weren't even big jet heaters. They were little. And we'd be looking across, and they'd be all bundled up, sitting on them white benches that had the jet heat shooting through them so you could put your helmet on there. We would have to keep our helmets on during the game or put it right over in front of the, the jet – the jet heater to make your your pads and your helmet soft enough to put your helmet back on man so these dudes is putting their helmets back on on the uh, the 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 bench heater where it heats your helmet while it's heating you sometimes it gets so warm you got to get up like oh it's this is really warm like i gotta give myself (laughs) a little break this is so warm right
2: not us we were freezing It's going to be uh, freezing as hell uh, in Lambeau uh, for the postseason. And uh, the number one seed is theirs, uh, home field uh, throughout. Uh, So Green Bay, again, uh, going to be an issue for a lot of teams.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.